We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left. It's time to find a new offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman has a huge opportunity in front of him. He had the same opportunity. Going back up on the front line. He had the he same got to answer once with the QB last year. <laughs> the position now. This is why I push back. This is divine. Let me look at it from this standpoint. Because you said he could have left for LSU. Wasn't a God's plan, left. <clears throat> that wasn't a God's plan. <clears throat> right? Because, you know, what's meant for evil shall be turned to our good, left. Because <clears throat> if he had left for LSU, the position would not have been as attractive. That's right. It would not have given Notre Dame an opportunity to, from a PR standpoint, prove that we're willing to put up the money mm. by publicly saying we're going to match Alabama's offer. That's true. It would not have allowed matching that hundred million dollars. <laughs> it would not have allowed uh, would not have allowed other things to be in position mm. that would attract the eyes of some of the top candidates from around the country. See, you couldn't attract the top guys with the state Notre Dame was in last year this time. Mm. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown for all of our great content. Also, State of Recruiting, what I got, John Garcia Jr. Fantastic content over CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know, we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But now that he's chosen to go to Alabama and you have Sam Hartman, you have Tyler Buckner, you have Kenny Minchin, you have C.J. Carr in the 24 class. You just picked up another commitment in the 24 class over the weekend. Things are looking up. So now you can go and you can pitch to different types of top candidates to attract the best. And you can say, look, we were about to make him. Wait a minute. You can say, he ain't even done nothing. And we were about to make him the highest paid assistant in college football Mm. or the highest paid OC in football. What do you think we'll do for you? I mean, somebody's going to come into this position like, y'all got everything here? (laughs) That's why, that's why (laughs) when the news broke in the middle of our show, I said, it's the best of both worlds. It's it's fantastic. Fantastic. Everybody was mad. Like, how? It's a lateral move. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Stop. Stop. Stop trying to pull him back in. Let him go. Yeah, he said he's going to get Let Al Pacino go. Let Al Pacino go. Let the Godfather leave the game. Let him go. Y'all trying to confuse him back like y'all still, you know, trying to pull him in. Wait a minute. Yes. Let him go. Let him do what he, he served his purpose. He, he served his purpose. Nice. He set us up nice. Let him go. Let him <laughs> do his thing. Now we can do our thing. But they said, they, if you love him, let him go. Let him go. Let him go. I know you love him. You know, he had the dough. He wore the helmet, too. I know you love. You probably got a jersey hanging up still. And we don't need him coming back to us. You know, because that's the saying. If you really love someone, then let them go. <laughs> and if it was real, they'll come back to you. No, no, no. Stay away. Yeah. Let me love stay from away. afar. Love from afar. We appreciate you. We'll bring you back for the anniversary of the 2012 yeah. team, all of that. You want to come back for the all the other teams that made the college football playoff? You want to come back for those reunions? Fine. We're like Russell Westbrook and the Thunder. Absolutely. The Thunder don't want Russell back, even though 
you one of the Thunder's greatest players of all time. But the go. Thunder don't want you right now. Notre Dame fans, we you guys are doing too much. You're on social media doing too much. It's a lateral move. He's an alum. He played for us. How dare he leave? Shh. Stop. Stop. It's turning for your good. It's turning for your good. Stop. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. What it say gets greater later. Absolutely. It gets greater later. And this is the moment. This is the moment when everybody thinks, when all the national media says, this is not a good look for Notre Dame. Mm. How can one of their former players leave? It's divine. Oh, it's divine. And watch the hookup and the connection that comes next. They think it's a setup, but it's really Man. the burn. Do you remember the BET Awards when Destiny's Child brought Terrence Howard, Magic Johnson, and Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> on the stage? And Destiny's Child did upgrade you mm. and cater to you. Mm. We're about to get an upgrade at the OC position that's about to cater to Notre Dame fans the way we deserve to be catered to offensively mm-hmm. for a long time. And you know what's crazy? It's like it's like that uh, the relationship, they didn't know how to be loved. We don't know how to be loved that as a as a fan base from an offensive court. We don't know how to that's like a lot of transition. Mm-mm. A lot of transition. But Marcus Freeman said, I'm gonna find you somebody that's right for you for the long term, not for a season. But for a reason, mm-hmm. and that's a championship team. See, you got to have the right mindset. I'm in a good mood today. I let me <laughs> let me pull up my Bible right quick. No, I'm not gonna do that. Notre Dame fans Big for a GC long time. Out, it's, been, it's been bad. I understand where you're at because your mindset has been really in neutral for a long time. It's been mm-hmm. frustrating. No title since 1988. Mm-hmm. But with this move, you have to understand the opportunity because we're going to have the opportunity to switch our mindset because our mindset has been that all of the things that's happened to us, that's what our mindset has been. The bad things keep happening to us. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a situation where things are happening for us. See, it's a difference left. It's a difference left. See, things happen in your life and you can interpret it as happening to you or you can interpret it as happening for you. Mm. It's not a loss. It's a lesson. See, Tommy Reese leaving, nothing was happening to us. It's happening for us. That's right. This is an opportunity for us to do what we need to do. It's an opportunity for Marcus Freeman to get who we always wanted. And it's time for an upgrade at Notre Dame. That's all I'm saying. Nothing has happened to us. Everything that's taken place has happened for us. It's happened for us, Left. Yeah. It's It's for us. Ash has got a little bit more Man, if I had had an organist behind me right now, boy. You're like, y'all be in trouble. You'll be in trouble. trouble. It's definitely happening for us. And you know it's happening for us because we don't even know it's coming. That's the best part. We know it's on the way, 
when everybody is like, what's what's going on? That's how the man work, ain't it? That's how God work when everything is in chaos. Left. That's when the greatest moments happen. Left. So Notre Dame fans, be overjoyed. Be grateful for what has been. But we can already get an excitement for what is to come. What is to come. Because it's happening for us on today. It's happening for us on this week. Every Zoom call, everyone that steps on campus to interview. It's for our good, Notre Dame fans. We deserve this. We deserve this. We deserve for this offense to take the step forward. We deserve it. We waited too long. Too long. Waited too long. We deserve this. Let's go. No more, no more stuck let's in neutral, guys. No. So now let's talk about some of the candidates. You know, when you teach left, you know, you get into it like that. And then you say, well, man, point number one. And you've been up for 15 <laughs> minutes. That's that's just that's what just happened. Now like, let's I, start. I haven't yeah, even got to the candidates yet. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, that prelude is what you need, though. Because now they now they tapped in. They said, oh, we got to have something good. Y'all must know something. Y'all done, y'all done have me worried now. I feel like he said, heart. <laughs> but now you got to deliver that message now. You didn't you didn't came in the door, but you didn't take your shoes off. Several candidates, both levels, NFL and college football, some head coaches, some coordinators, Connections are very important. Marcus Freeman has worked with several people in some capacity. They will be getting interviews. We know the popular names that are out there. Andy Ludwig from Utah. Jason Candle. You know, dude. Everybody has put the names out. And I'm going to say this, right? I believe those guys that have been mentioned the majority of reports will be people that get conversations. You know, talk about Joe Moorhead, coach of the Akron Zips. He's another one. Joe Brady, who I'm sure people like, yeah, I saw people mention David Shaw. David Shaw stepped away from the game, and in his press conference he said, yo, the college game is just the calendar is crazy now. I can't, I can't do it. That's what he said. So I'm going to take him at his word to this yeah, point yeah. to say he, he's not ready. He's not ready for the grind. Some people have mentioned Chip Long returning. Uh, Jared Parker, wow, who called plays. Well, who would you – Has called you, plays before. He didn't get a lot of credit at West Virginia when he was there, but when he spent time at Purdue. Who would you think, though – but it's, who is the type of coordinator that we need? This is what we need to talk about. This is what we need. First of all, because the names, I think we can start as certain names get hotter. We can talk about those more in depth. This coordinator has to be able to come in and work with the current staff. Now, Notre Dame does not have an offensive analyst. I need this coordinator to want that type of representation on the staff to be able to analyze numbers 
look at them and give positive feedback. Defensive numbers, analyze them and give positive feedback. Not only that, I need him, whomever he is, to be able to have his primary focus beyond Sam Hartman. He needs to be able to develop or bring in someone with him that can develop Tyler Buckner, Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr, and anyone else. Tommy Reese was a really solid recruiter. Wasn't great. Because if you're great, Dante Moore is on his roster. That's just my opinion. Yeah. If you're yeah. great. He's good. He's really good. Not great. And because of the disparity, or just comparing him to everyone else besides the current staff, I'm talking about the staff that he was on before. He was looked upon as being really great from a recruiting yeah. standpoint because everybody else in the offensive staff was absolutely horrible. And Brian Kelly just flat out did not recruit. So everybody kind of got, got the, the point of view that, oh, my God, Tommy is uh, – now you stack Tommy next to Dylan McCullough and Chancey Stuckey, and now you see. Okay, yeah, you see, yeah. He's good. He's not great. He's good. That's so, what a lot of it has to come down to, too, huh? It's just the, like you said, relationships. Absolutely. Joe about Brady. Relationships. Joe Brady's relationship with Ed Orgeron and Joe Burrow made that work. Joe Brady outside of that. Now, you just said a name. You just said a name. See, now you got to peep this. You have to peep why certain guys are sniffing around campus and spending a lot of time around campus. Ed Orgeron spent a hell of a lot of time around the Notre Dame campus recently. And you just mentioned the relationship he had with Joe Brady. They won a championship together. It's, it, some dots are going to be connected here. And I'm not saying Joe Brady is the front runner. I'm not no, saying no. he's going to get the job. I'm just saying there will Max, be a phone call. Orgeron was around a lot. A Maybe lot. Is he, is, he, is he dropping some suggestions here and there? Is he is he Marcus Freeman understand? In, in, terms, in terms of let me clarify. In terms of the landscape of college football, Joe Burrow was a body on a roster when he got to LSU. Nobody knew Joe Burrow was going to become Joe Burrow. He hadn't done anything. It was anything. solid his first year, though. It was solid. It was solid. It was solid. But nobody saw that offense coming the second year. But I think the next offensive coordinator definitely needs to be able to if you go get a guy from the NFL, most NFL guys really don't want to recruit. So that means you have to go get a hell of a quarterback coach that can recruit. If, you, if your play caller can't recruit, that quarterback coach has to be able to recruit because your head coach is a defensive guy. It would be different if your head coach was a Ryan Day type. No, you got a defensive-minded head coach. So if your play caller, offensive coordinator, isn't a great recruiter, you have to back that up with a quarterback coach that can recruit his butt off. That's right. 
You have you to. Can't, you can't lack in that area. Rico. No, no, it's great. Debating Tommy who he was from a recruiting standpoint, that's a loss in offensive recruiting. You have to replace that. And even if you go get a great play caller, let's say from the NFL, you have to be able to supplement that recruiting that was lost. Yeah, you can't get a great play caller in these lacks of recruiting because you won't bring nobody in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And if you go get a Jason Candle, a Joe Moorhead, who are head coaches. And they be your leader. And they lead to come be your OC. Or OC, okay. You have to ask questions. Are they great recruiters? You have to dig deep. You have to do your research. Are they going to bring people with them, right? Some candidates might say, well, man, I want to bring this wide receiver coach with me. Mm, we're good with Chancey. Yeah, we're good with Chancey. We're good with Chancey. I think we're good with Chancey for sure. You know, there's some head coaches that might have coached wide receivers. I think uh, Jason Candle has coached wide receivers before. So he has to be willing to relinquish that. Like, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Yo, Chancey's good. It's a lot of moving parts here. And so we're going to have to find the right fit moving forward for the future. From a play calling standpoint, the talent's here. There are a lot of candidates from a play calling standpoint that can come in and get this offense to execute this year. The bunch. But moving forward, what is your vision? That's going to be key for Marcus Freeman because Marcus Freeman's like, we know we got a good team at 23. We know we have talent. We know we're going to run the ball. We got a quarterback now. We're going to put up some more points. What about development, recruiting, and moving this offense forward? What about that? That's going to be key. And for me, one of the most important parts of the conversation and the interview or interviews that Marcus Stream is going to have with several candidates this week. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a more in-depth conversation because it's a little deeper than just, you know, winning for today. We definitely have the team to win for today, but I think relationships going to matter the, mo the most because the vision is important. I think Marcus Freeman is one of the few college football coaches that are really stuck on. This is the vision on how we want to build it on these three basic things, run the ball, stop the ball, be physical. So with that, I think the relationship he has with his offensive coordinator has to be somewhere in line with that because it's not about next year. It's about how you're going to turn that room into a, a unit that needs to be, you know, top two on the team. Next to the linebackers. <laughs> I mean, if that, if I was thinking, you know, so it's definitely a requirement for Marcus Freeman to take his time. But also, I think it would be beneficial to get two guys in there and two guys that work well with each other, but also can work well with what the team needs and not what – because, you know, all these guys are great coaches as standalones. But which is the great coach that can fit into what we're doing and, and, and can thrive in that? And I think, you know, Marcus Freeman, if anybody, he's been making great staff moves. I think it's one of the ones that he adds to that, and it will show uh, – as an impact off rip going into the spring. Mm -hmm. I think his impact on this uh, position uh, selection is definitely going to impact on site. As soon as he gets there, I 
it's going to be interesting with Sam Hartman yeah. and what he's going through because there is no loyalty. Now your guy's gone. I think Tommy had a huge part in convincing Sam that that was the place to be, just like Caleb Smith, the, the transfer from Virginia Tech. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what Marcus Freeman thinks about that. Is he, is he okay, I got these transfers in, I'm going to be loyal to the soil to him, or is he just, I'm looking for somebody to develop Tyler and these young guys? Because that's what it's about. The yeah. offense is going to be the offense in terms of receivers that's coming in, running backs that's coming in, all that. But what's the relationship with the quarterbacks and what you can do to promote the development in that room, specifically because I feel like we haven't had that as a standalone a quarterback coach. And Marcus Freeman probably is realizing we just need that piece along with being the OC that can help it go. Yeah, so, you know, you bring a guy that – Left, you spoke about this. Like, you don't like having a play caller that tries to quarterback, coach quarterbacks at the same time. And somebody yeah. asked about Chauncey. I'm sure Chauncey Chancey, Chancey Stuckey has the skill set to coach several positions offensively. Look at what he's doing at wide receiver. Why, why would you move him? That would be my question. Why? Why would you move him? For what? Yeah, for what? You have you have quarterback. I mean, you have head coaches that don't particularly want to coach the quarterbacks. It's this is why you're diligent, right? Because you can go out. Everybody sounds great. I think all the names that have been thrown out there, I can't even say I would be disappointed in any of the names the top three, four names have been thrown out there. I wouldn't be disappointed in any of the names. If they yeah, you, you can't go – look, we got great choices. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be disappointed. Staff continuity. Important. Is very important to Marcus Freeman in this process. Because look at defense. You got Al Golden, great connection. Mike but Mitchell's. somebody that might be leaving, depending upon how these NFL jobs open up and change, you know, Washington this morning just lost their offensive line coach, not all Washington, but Oregon just lost the offensive line coach because he took an NFL job with the Patriots. Yeah. And more jobs are going to continue to open during Super Bowl week and after the Super Bowl. So this might not be the only move that's needed on this staff moving forward. It might not be. We'll see. Heck, I'm I'm pretty sure some NFL team is going to reach out to Dylan McCullough. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame, you expect that. I've had three offensive coordinators in three years. So it happens. But you you know where you at. You had a place, players, coaches, administration, alike, even regular students. Yeah. Notre Dame is a great platform to get skyrocketed into whatever direction you want to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, look, as long as you're people, good, you're going to get a chance. And we're good enough consistently to be an attractive nest to poach from. And, yeah. you know, I can't be mad at none of them coaches, man. The same thing that you said, you know, not so necessarily. It's how you craft it, right? Not necessarily bringing another coach with them. 
as far as this is their position. You know, your one of your primary quarterback coaches is now the head coach of the Green Bay Packers when you were there. But he wasn't known as the quarterback coach. He was a GA. But he operated as a quarterback coach and worked with you guys. So that Denbrock really didn't have to do that. And I still to this day, I don't think Denbrock really wants to work with quarterbacks, even though he's a he's a fantastic. He did a fantastic. Denbrock job. is an older gentleman. Older man. man just want to call his plays. That's it. When he got to, not really. And and I think the role that he went back to LSU for fits that. Yeah. Is him and Coach Kelly are boys, and I know Coach Kelly ain't pressing him to go to do no recruit because he ain't doing his. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so look, Andy Ludwig. For, for the sheer purpose of, like, yo, if you can bring that USC kryptonite you got. Oh, at Utah? With you, yeah. at Utah, man, it's worth it. Especially this year, right? Loves to use the tight ends. Similar to what Tommy does from a personnel standpoint. I would he just stays committed. He stays committed. Tommy's he, more nuanced. He absolutely. Go to that. Yeah. Go he to stays that. Why committed Utah to the game. Yes. Hell or high water. He has great play design from the run game. Hella high water. Play action. Got the right, got his quarterback thinking the right way on this stuff. And it looks simple. Tommy is is the same idea. Run game, tight end centric, whatever. But it's all nuance. He want to throw in a couple motions. He want to throw in a, a concept to play off of this. It's not ever a streamline of, I know you're trying to run, so let me try to stop that first and then go. It's like, yeah, we run, but I'm going to get bored and I'm going to try to do some cute stuff over here. Or I'm going to try to, you know, look like a run, but really try to do some crazy. So it's, it's, it's really like a guy that's consistent with the basics compared to a, a guy that has a lot of fundamental and uh, good technique, but he always trying to do something more, always trying to do something new, and he can never stay on that. This is what you're really good at, and you break off from that. Utah, I love the way Utah play USC. I mean, it was just smash mouth. It was like, look, I know you you think it's annoying, but we're not leaving from it. We 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 know we killing you on running right. We're gonna keep killing you running right. We're not gonna get bored and be like, let's start throwing to the right. No, no, no. We're gonna keep running to the right. It's going to wear you down, and you're going to start seeing stuff off of that. So Utah, I like the way Utah runs their offense. But, man, I would like to see us score a lot of points, too. <laughs> i like yeah. to see that scoreboard light up. Because we got the talent. We got the talent. Like, the running back for Utah was a quarterback before. Yeah. You know, like, come on. Like, we, we got running backs. He definitely gets the most. Out of, his, out of his resources. Oh, what? Definitely yeah. gets the most out of his resources at Utah. So, Andy Ludwig, absolutely. Would be a great hire. I'm not sure whether or not... I mean, yeah. That's a better position to be in for him. But some guys are just cool where they're at. And that's the question I think that's going to face Andy Ludwig and his family. Like, are we cool where we're at? We love it here. Or is he one of those guys that wants to continue to grow in his career? Or is he comfortable where he's at? So 
that's going to be interesting. Money always makes things a little bit better. <laughs> but everybody doesn't just move for the money. And that's that as well. So what do you think about Joe Moorhead, Akron head coach? Uh, he was at Oregon, and the Duck offense was was pretty it was it was good. Did he have while a, he was there? The dude from San Diego. I but mean, his his in my opinion, Yes. Uh, he was also right. the Trace McSorley group that was at Penn State mm. that put up a lot of points. That's on his resume. They averaged like almost 40 points a game when he was there. So for him, it's more of a spread offense. And you think about that because we don't know. We know what Notre Dame has had to do and who they were this year, but we don't know who – he Marcus Freeman wants to be offensively. We know who we've seen, but we don't know who he wants to be. Because you can run the ball from a spread offense. You can still have heavy run principles in a spread offense. So Joe when Warrior, included though, this team can go in any direction. <laughs> I think we're more balanced than we've been in years before. Mm-hmm. Where last year I think the run game was the key to victory. This year it could be either one. Yeah. I think we can experiment throwing the football a lot more and have a lot of success with the veteran leadership of a Sam Hartman and a receiver group that's hungry. I think the old ways, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, could work too. We can run that football still, no different than last year. We got the same people. They're getting better, healthier, yeah. and we're adding Jadarian Price. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be nice. You spoke on your guy Mike Denbrock already, and it's just like Tommy. It's like we love you. Just it's, I feel like gone. that's still like residue of, of Brian Kelly. Like yeah, just stay gone, dog. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jason Candle, another head coach from Toledo, and he's done a pretty good job. Fifty-four, thirty-two record at Toledo. Very creative, very creative, offensive coordinator, pro style. But he's able to put up points. He pushes the ball down the field. You know, he produced seven 1,000-yard rushers. Um, of rushing seasons, shall I say. And I don't know, man. I just think it will be hard for him because he's been a success in the MAC. I think he's waiting for that opportunity. But you get to a point where if that opportunity does not come, after you've been there a while in a mid-major, that going back to a power five in a assistant position might be the jump start on your career that you actually need. It depends on how he views it and where he's at and his mindset. Yeah, it just, man, it's such a, a deep dive in a coaching selection because you want it to be the right one. But there's, like you said, so many factors that are included into it that it those have to be right. You're absolutely right. Denbrock would be a great choice, just not at Notre Dame right now. Yeah. You know, like he – if you just theoretically just putting guys in the position of the OC, yeah, capable – all of them are very capable. What's, what are you going to get the most out of, though? 
Shit, I think only Marcus Freeman can really find that out. I really like the Utah's offensive coordinator just from a style perspective. I think yeah. if we we don't we're not there in no the conversations, obviously, but if I had to imagine what it would be like, I think they would fit from a, a idealistic standpoint of what they want on both sides. I think he understands Marcus Freeman. He would understand Marcus Freeman and what he wants, and he can show film for that. You know, you'd be like, look how we did your rival. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're running left, right in the middle. We, they had no answer for us. But then again, it's like Marcus Freeman is a—he's been very smart and calculated about what he's been doing, and I think he's going to be able to figure it out. It's just—will we be surprised? Maybe, maybe you know he comes from left field and bring one of his homeboys from wherever. We've seen it done before. Mm-hmm. I think this league is built on guys that you trust and you know more so than maybe even they the right candidate because of the name you know so we'll see what happens absolutely i see someone says weiss jr come on man we love come nepotism on. at nd man, man just because they look, got the last name don't mean they producing the same stuff now look we a last think, name school, at man. that point i think some uh i think we love them last names man we gonna take a we gonna take a martin yeah. We're going to always take a Martin. You're always going to take some Kelly. Something Kelly. And look, Jay Henry says something. Look, Ryan Grubb and Brian, I think Brian Kime said it as well. Let me give him some credit. Thank you for tapping in both you guys. Look, Ryan Grubb has a top three college football quarterback <laughs> and two of the best wide receivers in all of college football coming back. That dude is not leaving Washington. For who? Definitely not for Notre Dame. That dude is sitting. Come on, bro. Stop. But long term, though. Stop. Stop. Long term. No. Let me ask you something. Would you leave being able to post this season on your resume when you can go get another job next year? This is not that's not, not the situation you walk Dame, away from. Though. It's not gonna that's, be Notre Dame, though. Look, man, I love Notre Dame, but sometimes y'all the homerism is way too much, bro. Stop. Over over Washington? Stop. Stop. Washington Stop. just got good look, again once the again, last year. Listen to what I'm saying. You don't know what he wants to do. Oh, very true. Very true. If it's his ultimate goal, if his ultimate goal is the NFL. Oh, well, yeah. Why I mean, would he leave Michael Penix Jr.? No, and two of the top ten receivers in all yeah, the college if to, football. If he tried to go to the league, I wouldn't leave neither. It we makes no say, sense. You want a good job. You want a good yeah. job in college football. Stay it's around. Like, dude, it's easy to read. Like, okay, for him not to choose Alabama, his arc of what he wants has to be a little bit higher than going to another place for a few years as a coordinator. He's he's aiming a little bit higher. He's shooting for a bill resume. Thank you. And I get it. I get it. A lot of times people don't understand why these coaches make certain moves. They make the moves according to how they see themselves and what they want to do next. Because like you said, he just ran off that. The, uh, who was it? The guy from Utah? You said he had seven 1,000-yard rushers? No, no, no. It was Jason Candle. Jason Candle. Seven 1,000-yard rushers or something oh, like that? Oh, seasons. Not rushes, but seasons. seven seasons. Yeah. This guy probably wants to be like first round quarterback taken, undefeated season. God, even though that's 
resume building. I would that's, want that too. That's NFL calling for an OC gig. You know, so that's I understand why Ryan Grubb, you know, might have wanted to stay at Washington because this is a darn he has a darn good situation. Yeah. As an OC. <laughs> if you think the Notre Dame situation is good, that Washington situation is absolutely fantastic for an offensive coordinator. And I understand why he might have turned it down. Byron Left, which is somebody that you brought up initially, Left. Why do you think it would work? I think it would work because what, what Brian Leftwich has understanding of is he is able to score points and he's able to put up yards. The two things that I feel like we – the reason why Tommy left because he couldn't get that done specifically, and it's something that Brian Leftwich the last three years have been second in the league behind Kansas City for three years in a row. So a guy that has enough knowledge to score points and gain yards is somebody I think that from a Notre Dame aspect would be a step up because we didn't have points and yards that led the country. So, and, you know, I feel like Marcus Freeman and and Brian Leftwich could connect on a different level, you know, from you're saying you need to have great relationships. And I think that plays a major part in the trust aspect I believe that Brian Leftwich wants to win and him being successful at Notre Dame, like winning a championship will give him much more of a, a, a credit to go get one of these NFL head coaching jobs like he had previously. But him being fired or let go after a down year, he ain't going to get no NFL job right away, right back. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a great reset for him to come to Notre Dame, uh, win a championship with Marcus Freeman, and I think it will be a win-win for both guys. Yeah. Steve C, what did I do? <laughs> he said, we all learning here, Sean. No, I do. What did I do? <laughs> I'm just trying to provide information. I don't know what I did. Yeah, left which I'm sure he'll let. It'll be interesting, right? It'll be interesting, you know. Because everything's going on during Super Bowl week, and he'll see where he sits in the landscape of the NFL. But I, I mean, his presence, who he is as a man, speaks for itself. Sure, we get. I, I think winning. he would be a heck of a recruiter and developer of, of quarterbacks. That that would be the one positive. He said, "I had Tom Brady, and we won a Super Bowl together just a, two years ago." I mean, that's a pretty good resume filler. So, but he got that and can't get in the league. That's crazy. Yeah. But then that's you have another guy. If you get him, I'm sure he wants to be. Back in the back in the NFL at some point. So these are the questions that Marcus Freeman is going to have to ask. Like, what's your long-term goals? What's your ultimate goal at this point? You know, are you trying to go to the NFL? Are you trying to be a head coach in college football? And he has to find that right fit, you know, for his program. Like everybody on the list can do a darn good job because the tools are there. The tools are there. You're not walking into a situation where the cupboard is bare. The tools are there. It's a very, very attractive job. It's a very attractive job right now. Far more attractive than it was this time last year. But, you know, a lot of guys don't want to take on that challenge, even though it's attractive. It's attractive because it's high pressure. 
if this was a comfortable job where your expectations is at least get seven games and beat two of your rivals, mm -hmm. that's almost more attractive for guys that are in it to try to stay in it to make some money. Mm -hmm. But if you got a guy that's not too ambitious, he's not taking that Notre Dame job. How can you? Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to keep a job, not not be on the brink of stressed out and lose a job. Yeah. And I think that adds to a coaching life perspective. If you coaching and this is your career and you you want to go to Notre Dame, yeah, it's probably available, but you know, your leash is on a on a week to week basis. <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Spotify. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown for all of our great content. Also, State of Recruiting, what I got, John Garcia Jr. Fantastic content over CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know, we spin it different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, let's get to some of these super chats, I'm to man. The brand a little bit. Let me yeah, go to yeah. little Mexico, win five or six games, you know, couple hundred thousand. And I'll try something else, you know. Yeah. So your top three, I know Andy Lovewig is at the top for you, mm -hmm. definitely. So what your top three right now will be Andy Lovewig, Byron. I know Byron left, which is somebody Byron's you brought up last week. Book. That's all. That's, like that's a list. fantasy Christmas list. Like yeah. if Santa was looking out, you know. Yeah. Give me and a top like, three. I think the last one would be uh, – I like Joe Moorhead. I like Joe Moorhead a lot just because I think that as a recruiting base, we won't lose from that. And him having head coaching experience, especially with quarterbacks, I think we could be safe with a choice like that. And he probably wants to get out of Akron. Not that he doesn't want to be there, but he probably wants to – He's trying to okay, okay. He wants to he wants to be Jay Reed and come pray to God. Yeah, he want to get out of Akron. Get out of Listen, South Bay is Jay Reed. He wants to come. coming from a get out of Akron and island paradise into the cold. You know, you going from terrible cold to at least you got South Bay and touchdown Jesus. We get you a jacket or something, you know, and we go on a Nike, oh. or, or maybe. So we'll see. So those of you that might not know, that's a in too deep movie reference right there. In too deep. <laughs> oh, I forgot. It's, I don't even think Tony Alford's looking, but if he was looking, Tony Alford would be on my top three for sure. Yeah. For sure. He don't want to be under Ryan Day. Come on, yeah. man. Ryan Day ain't urban. Yeah. Tony Alford, come on home, man. Look, I know you want to be a head coach too. Just give us, give us two years. Get a, yeah. Let's get a championship. Let's run off with it. And then, you know, you go do your thing. Super Chats. I got Truman Theodore Dumel. Thank you for the Super Chat. Is there a guy out there who brings that Marcus Freeman coaching style energy? 
But as an OC, I want that type of guy also as a veteran OC. Man, well, you got a long list like some of these ladies out here. So you want a, a guy with energy? You want a guy that's a veteran? Jeez. And that's that Very type specific. of – Man, veterans are usually like mild-mannered and real chill, but – Because they've been doing it so long. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure, like I said, there are a lot of energetic young guys out there. And as Marcus Freeman goes through his Zoom calls and his lists and his connections and people vouch for, you know, certain people, that combination is definitely out there. I don't know. I haven't spent time around Andy Lovewig, Joe Moore, but I'm sure when they first got their jobs, they were like really energetic. You know what I'm saying? Andy Ludwig, that's my only thing with Andy Ludwig. Does he want to leave? Yeah. The comfort. That's it. That's it. If, if he wants to leave the comfort and he's ex- excited, man, you can bring him to campus right now. Right now. DBZ. Tim Brown was speaking facts. Thank you for Super Chat DBZ. A guy, Jason Hewlett, has multiple. Do you think Tommy would have looked past Kenny? Hartman this year, Buck next year, then CJ comes. I hope the new OC doesn't have trust issues or respect the person. The best should put. Hartman would have 100 looked past Kenny. You heard it from left. In my opinion. I think Kenny was the the save, save face for Tommy. Because <laughs> we, we didn't get Dante. We were supposed to get Dante. Now we got to yeah. get Dante all the way in Westwood over by my yeah. neck of the woods. And Kenny Minchie called Notre Dame. Yeah, Kenny. That's what I'm saying. Kenny, not Ke- Keaton Slovis was. It's not like the Keaton Slovis situation where we call him before workouts, before he get up and, and, and eat his breakfast. We ain't doing that with Kenny. Kenny had to see it, see it on Craigslist, find a number, reach out, and Tom was like, oh, thank, thank goodness somebody saved my bacon. Because <laughs> we wouldn't finna have a 23 guy. Matt Coffin says, did he take his daddy with him to Bama? Talking about Tommy Reese. Thank you for the super chat. Zach Martin. That's what's up. All the way from Dallas? No, I'm sure that's not the same Zach Martin. Yeah, yeah, because that that, uh, super chat needs to be a little heftier now. (laughs) The best thing that will come with this is getting rid of Father Reese and the rest of the BK stench out of the football department. That's what we were saying. It's finally a clean house. Now, I ain't got no excuse for Marcus Freeman now. It's going to be on him, and that's why this decision for the next OC is so important. David Prevo, thank you for the super chat. Are there others on staff, without mentioning names if you can't, that you hear this about? Tommy was supposedly a great guy, a great indie guy until he leaves. I don't know what his relationship was with the staff. Like we said. I what I heard, everybody liked him. Everybody thought he was really organized and he had a lot in the tank. Uh, everybody was like really respective of mm-hmm. you know, his approach to getting the offense ready for this year. You know, he stand loved him. You know, we talked about that in the spring. He was like, man, been around a lot of programs. Tommy really got his stuff together. So, you know, maybe he just have his office clean all the time or something. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was a response to what we talked about as far as, you know, it's not just football. Like Tim Brown and others, 
that we've spoken to, you've spoken to more specifically. It's a little bit more to just football, to why people are happy. Yeah, you know, it's the attitude. I think you get a refresh on the attitude that I think can come off of Tommy sometimes as being elitist or too good to be, you know, fraternizing with the college football space, how Marcus Freeman is a warm, welcoming person. Mm. Walk into the room, everybody, you know, sits up really excited for him to be here. You know, and then Tommy comes in looking like he just got done training, you know, Rocky or something with a hat, skull beanie on, big old sweatshirt on. It's like, man, this man must be going through it at home. <laughs> Not very welcoming as a as an offensive coordinator to your head coach who is a dynamic, you know, thermostat leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, you looking at Marcus Freeman like, this your OC? That don't even look like a representation of you as the head coach. But under Kelly, Tommy, I think, fits the perfect personality of his head coach because they like the same almost, you know, a little stiff in the pants or whatever. But I think Marcus Freeman can get a guy that fits his personality like Dina McCullough. So when he go on the road, Marcus Freeman's personality and the OC's personality is not too much off. It's an extension. It's an extension extension of him. Well said, left. That's well said. Jason Hewlett. Thank you for the super chat. Y'all know something. Spill it. We don't know anything. Man, not, I just, not at this point. I got to let left. Left season. is down there at the Super Bowl. I got to let left rub shoulders and make calls. <laughs> yeah, we got to make it happen. Digging. Andrew Gilmore, any thoughts on Alex Atkins, FSU OC? He's a recruiter. That, why would he leave? At, why would he leave? Why would he leave right FSU now. this year? Like He's this is right the, this would be the worst year to leave Florida State. And once again, like I'm this not be saying the worst year. I'm not saying Notre Dame isn't a better job than Florida State. Right. Why would he? They're stacked offensively. Why would he leave? You got to think. Guys are trying to feed families and stuff. So if you, you build it up, you trying to enjoy it. You ain't trying to leave for another challenge. Yeah, and then he knows. What he's going to produce this year, he knows much talent. You know, man. You know, he does. Man, his players know his system. They can hit the ground running. He doesn't have to come in and install. And no, nah. Now, I don't know if people want Longo, who's now I think Longo is at in Wisconsin right now. You know, do you go snatch him? Do you talk to him? Because he really hasn't done anything quite yet. I don't know what type of recruiter he is. I saw his name. You think Urban B.O.C.? Man, stop stop playing, man. Nobody calling Urban Meyer, man. Why are we not bringing in no legendary dudes yet? You know, I'm waiting on that. When when, when we bringing Uh, in Then we might as well go get Barry Alvarez to be the (laughs) darn athletic director, man. Man, you know what time it is. You bugging right now. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? 
Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norawhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey at norawhiskey.com. I want to give credit to Ant underscore VR who put this up, and I did see it. Jaden Mickey on the Petty Train this week on his IG post. He said he's in motion like I played for Tommy Reese. Come on, man. Jay Mickey, you're a wild boy for that one. You're a wild boy. You know what? The player reaction was mildly petty, to be honest, to the news. You know, guys were kind of like, okay, that's what we're doing? Bet. Mm. We got something to prove now. That's what it means, Mike. You think Alabama's better than us? Okay. Marcus Freeman definitely about to, you know, pull out his uh his head coach and petty, man. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Look, man. The NFL, bro. <laughs> Social media is trying to ruin his credibility. How did they post the fake? Was it a fake or are they trying to really say that's the score between the Chiefs and the uh, Eagles this week? Man, look, you saw that post? I saw it, and I'm like, I hope that's not real, man. That'll ruin my life. 37-34 Eagles, right? 37-34 Eagles. It's supposed to be 10-9. With Arian Foster, with his scripts and all that stuff. Look, man. Now, I'm going to put my money on the Eagles now because I saw that. The flag football, (laughs) right, right, right. That's exactly what Vegas wants you to do, too. That's just like 70% of the money came in on the Bengals in the AFC championship game. And yeah, Vegas was like, was really interesting. Yeah, they said, Oh, yeah, we're not gonna let y'all run away with the house money like that. Don't call that penalty. Don't call that penalty. You know, let's redo a play. And for so call? many other reasons, man. The NFL, <laughs> I don't that flag football. I don't know, man. Oh my god, for the Pro Bowl. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand player safety for the game. As much money as they're play, paying these players, I understand player safety, not wanting to get players hurt. But football players, left, you say it all the time. Football players want to play. They understand yeah, the danger. Look, it's a job. This isn't like, you know, something where you we're forcing you to go out there and do. This is a job. It's a hard job. If you don't want to crash into people, don't play. Yeah, can't make the game safe. Just don't play. Yeah, it's cool. People be acting like, man, we gotta. And who were you trolling? You were trolling somebody from Ohio State. You do it all the time. (laughs) You were trolling somebody from Ohio State that was still complaining about that hit on Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh yeah, like come on, man. Like I don't think people realize first of all how fast the shit happens. Facts. You know, and then add on to the fact where that can be deciding your future career that can decide the team's future in that game if you don't break up the football or something yeah yeah so you got to put all that in the forethought before you start saying oh that was a bad you're like man my life football career is depending on making these plays am i trying to the the georgia safety is saying man i cannot let this dude score this touchdown he's been cooking this all game this uh, egregious, extra egregious, like man, calm. Because you, because you know what's crazy, you know what egregious looks like on a football field because it's obvious. The Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson fight—that's egregious. Yeah, because it was obvious. 
what Trent Williams did to the Eagles player, that's egregious. Right. But it was obvious. What Dylan Brooks did <laughs> to your boy. <laughs> egregious. That's egregious. It was obvious. That's the type of shit you want to prevent. You're not trying to prevent a bang, bang play. Cause look, cause look what it looks like. Flag football at the Pro Bowl. Terrible. Terrible. It's like football players are swaggy with the helmets off like basketball players. It don't look the same. I happened to catch the ESPN 30 for 30 bullies of Baltimore last night. Oh, Shannon Sharp's on that thing. Man, I missed that type of football, bro. Man, they showed the three games from that season between Baltimore and the Tennessee Titans. Look here, man. Y'all, look, you can enjoy this modern football where no one gets touched. <laughs> Points on the board, all of that. Where quarterbacks are basically playing seven on seven. I like that old stuff. That was some grown man football, bro. That's right. That was some grown man football. You understand that these dudes won the Super Bowl and they didn't score a touchdown for five straight weeks? Wait, what? I, I I I forgot about this. They didn't score a touchdown as an offense for five weeks left, and they and won they the still Bowl. winning games. They were shutting people out. They just kicking field goals against teams all day. Dude, it was bananas. That's how bad they were beating people on the football field. Another super chat, spicy chat, spicy show today. Appreciate your perspectives on. And those of LL Nation keeps me in the gym. Absolutely. That's why we love you guys. That's why we love you. That's why we love you, man. I missed another super chat. I'm trying to find it. So we can get out of here left. So much going on. There it is. Milton fan 15, thank you for Super Chat. Any former players slash coaches you like for OC? Me for OC. I like that. Yeah, that's about it. Book it. We going to the two bowl. Marcus Freeman got you. But yeah, it was actually a pretty good uh it was pretty good, left. So that's who do we put? We put Jaden Mickey, the NFL, Dylan Brooks. Who else goes on the petty train? Tom Brady. Just because it's Tom Brady. <laughs> he put Tom Brady on the petty train. Peyton Manning for being mad that he lost that, that game yesterday. Oh, for- <laughs> man, calm down, dude. Good grief, man. Like, it's, being a competitor is cool, but. Not in real life. Not when you retire. <laughs> man, what did it go? Black <laughs> football, bro. <laughs> this man. Oh man, left tomorrow. I guess we, unless we have some breaking news tomorrow, we'll get back to what we were supposed to be doing today, which is back to the future. Yep. This is going to be a really good game because we learned a lot about this season, this upcoming season, from watching the Cal game. Oh last yeah, year. that Cal game was man. Probably the most frustrating game outside of uh, watching the Stanford game. It, it's amazing. It's amazing how you dredge up the emotions of these games, viewing them again. The Cal game was one of those. The Cal game was like, we should have beat these dudes by at least three touchdowns. 
Yeah, like, when are we doing? Feel good in that game. Like, I'm what are we doing? What are we doing right now? Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Leave your message, leave five stars. We greatly appreciate it. Go to our YouTube page, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Subscribe. Smash the like button for us. Respond. We respond to, man, leave your messages. We respond to all comments. We appreciate you guys. The climb is real. We're a success because of you. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it, dip it. For the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, I'm Sean Davis. He'll be out there like 50 in the club. <laughs> be around for sure. A lot going on, man. If you out here, and I'll keep grinding. You catch me in about a good twenty minutes on the recruiting show with Ryan Roberts over on Irish Breakdown. Great interview coming for you, and more great conversation about the loss of Tommy Reese from a recruiting standpoint. So Irish Breakdown shortly. But left, have a great Monday. But most of all, make sure that you spin it different.